I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. You're Puerto Rican? Yeah, What's up, mi gente? Welcome back to another episode of For Christ y Cultura. I am your co-host, Jonathan Gonzalez. A.K.A. John the Presby, A.K.A. I love tacos, A.K.A. I got knocked out one time by a Samoan wearing chanclas, A.K.A. El Chihuahua, poquito pero wait what is it uh, chiquito pero chiquito pero picoso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I am here as always with my co-hosts, Caro. A.K.A. from the 305, A.K.A. La Colombiana, A.K.A. What is quarantine? I am so tired of this quarantine. Yes. I am sick and tired. But, A.K.A. A.K.A. Praise God. And then we're also here with our co-host. Josue. AKA Philly Sway, AKA 215, AKA I just had my first coffee in my brand new house that I just bought for under $120,000 in Philadelphia in an upcoming neighborhood. You already know what it is. <laughs> grown up moves. And yo, AKA my son sleeping in a bedroom that's bigger than your dog house. <laughs> I think that's normal. And yo, <laughs> excited to be here, y'all. Praise God for that. Sway just moved into his new house. As we've said before in the past episode, I think. Yeah, that's why he couldn't be like in our in our little celebratory episode. I know. Yes, we missed so you, Sway. We missed you. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah, I, I was I was on my way to my old house, you like were. driving, and and I was trying to be on the episode at the same time, and then I I, I was like, yo, this is not safe. <laughs> and my old landlord was also waiting for me. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, was yeah if our listeners uh, can tell, we had some technical difficulties earlier, and Sway's microphone might not be as as good as it always is, but we're just grateful that he's here and that he could record with us. So. Yeah, so if I sound a little messy, just know that I'm a messy guy to begin with. You're all ready. <laughs> So how you guys been, Scotto? How's you, how's this thing been going? I, I I see that you've been going to church. Reconcile actually has not stopped from gathering together. Tell us about that. We have not stopped meeting. We are meeting under a tent in the backyard of one of the members of our church. She has a pretty big backyard, and we we've just been able to do it. Like some people drive in their cars, or actually everyone drives in their car to the backyard, and some people stay in their car. Other people bring their chairs or their picnic blankets, and they sit with their families. And today, actually. We were under the rain most of the time. The tent was covering us, but yeah, it was just crazy. So when it rains, the worship team has to stay inside the like inside, and then everyone else stays in the tent. Thankfully, the speakers are good enough so everyone could hear the worship and everything. But yeah, that's what we're doing until we're able to meet in a building. Nice. Praise God for that, man. Yeah. Praise God. How for about that. you? How about you guys? How have you been able to stay connected to your local church? It sucks. If we, you have, we've we just been doing live streams, and I'm sick of it already. And um, yeah. you know, God gave me gifts and talents. I'm the one that does the live stream, and I'm and I'm just like, yo, I just want to meet. I just want to. I just want to. Mm-hmm. I just want to fellowship. I need it, you know, because. Worship and cor- specifically corporate worship is like it's a part of your sanctification. It is essential to your sanctification. And I feel like you could feel it, you know? It's it definitely is necessary and you could feel it. Just 
hearing the word of God preached, enjoying the the ordinances or the sacraments, and you know just fellowshipping with everybody. It's it's been yeah. rough for me for sure. What about you, Sway? Yeah, so we've been live streaming every week. We've also been on our private church page that our church members are are on. We've we've also been doing like weekly um, Bible studies on Wednesday nights, like a, a live stream, uh, and do, giving the congregation like a like a, a two minute inspirational gospel filled word on Tuesday mornings, hmm. just like like a midweek pick me up or whatever. But the elders have also been um, reaching out to the, to the church members individually as well on a weekly basis, some on a daily basis. And uh, yeah, so so that, that, that's been happening. And also, uh, the, what even though we've been apart, one of the biggest things that has happened within the last two months um, with our church is that we've been able to serve the community like like never before. So praise God for going that. On. Yeah, delivering um, groceries and mm. to to the elderly and to single moms and and families that can't get out. So. That's what yeah, I've seen. I've seen that on social media. Y'all posting that. That's really cool. How you're able to stay active in the community. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've told to like one of my homies that I was talking to. I was like, you know, like everybody makes it seem like this Corona thing is just all bad. But there is definitely uh, there's definitely some good in, in it. You know, a lot of us have come more closer together. There, God is still working in the midst of this whole Corona thing. You know, some people take it like this is a judgment of God. Like, you know, and I, I get that sentiment. But at the same time, like. The Bible says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church, you know. So he used all all these things for the good of his church, of his people. So whether it's whether it's time of bless blessedness and time of you know joy and or whether it's persecution or tribulations or hardship like what we're going through, it's you know, God is still yeah. working in his church and he's still doing something. So Yeah. I agree. Praise God for that. So I just want to say a couple of things. I want to say I'm, I'm grateful for you all you guys that are listening. Thank you. Please follow us on Instagram. Leave us a review on iTunes. Oh, no, no. Apple Podcasts. It would help us greatly. And we got some exciting things to talk about today. So let's get to it. We're going to talk about uh, Song of the Week. And it's, I guess, kind of internet be wildin'. If I'm honest, because something yeah, big, it's like a mixture of both. Yeah, something mm-hmm. big happened this week, which was our brother, Mr. Solo from Gospel Gangsters, has paused, passed away. And for me, it, it did it did hit me because I was I was introduced to Christian hip hop through like Spanish like Spanish reggaeton, like funky. That's that was my first one. But but once I started coming into the church. Uh, gospel gangsters was actually like one of the biggest things that i listened to because of their ruggedness their street style and you could just tell that they were from the streets so it was a big influence in my life and on top of that not just they were like rugged but they were christ explicit everything in their rhymes was talking about jesus and they were unashamedly talking about jesus and uh, just to hear that one of the brothers died a couple years ago but one of them got like incarcerated for life, I think, or for a really, really long time. Cause there was more than two. There was three of them. And one of them was serving Christ. And I think he messed up and did something. And I think he's, he's in prison, but the, the other ones stayed out here and was doing shows, you know, they're OGs. Mm-hmm. They're pioneers, not only in like Christian hip hop, because they are, they were doing stuff in the 90s, right when like all this gang banging stuff was going on. Like these dudes were spitting and rapping and repping Jesus. And but not only were they pioneers in Christian hip hop, but they were actually pioneers in the West Coast hip hop in in general. Their style was so unique and so West Coast that other people, secular artists, loved them and and kind of just not stole from them, but like got influenced by them. So that's how big they were in like the West Coast. So, so let's listen to. Yeah, so I got a song. 
Yeah. So the first, the first, the first dude on here is is Mr. Solo, our brother Solo that passed away, and this is one of the first songs that I actually heard from them, one of my favorite songs, and then yeah, so let's let's listen to it, song of the week. See you guys on the other side. God is God of all. God it got it all, gangster. Ooh. Yeah, that was definitely something else. Man, it's like it's like one of the things I, I wish I would have known about him before. And I, I never listened to West Coast, like explicitly West Coast fishing hip hop. You keep it to the east. Yeah, but I really wish that because it, it was dope. It was dope for sure. Yes. That definitely feels old school. Yeah. Has that old school mm-hmm. feel to it. <laughs> and then, like I said, like th- their style, bro. Back then, they weren't they weren't copying nobody. They were around the era of of the stuff going on, so they got influence from from you know West Coast sounding hip hop. But they were creating their own style. Damn, that chorus though. That chorus is dope. Yeah, yes. do or die. Either God is God of all or God ain't God at all, gangster. Woo! Say that one time. One of the things that I posted on our Instagram was a quote from this song. And it was it was kind of relevant to his passing. Our because, topic today? Yeah, well, oh. not our topic, but to his passing. He said, he said, I gang bang every day. I can't stay neutral because Satan hate my guts. So the feelings stay mutual. I'm real with the sun, so real is how I come. I've never been a mark. If I'ma do it, then it's done. It's Jesus Christ for life and Satan K all day. And I'ma represent that rhyme until I flatline. If I'ma do it, then it's done. That's crazy. <laughs> Every single one of their songs, they were Christ explicit and they were about mm-hmm. Jesus. And this was in the era you you'll hear it, you hear it, you heard it. They were talking about like killing demons and like, you know, packing Bibles, but it might sound cheesy to us, but this is like a thing, like not just them, but like 
there was this era where Christian hip hop was all about like killing demons and stuff. So that's taking it old school. So yeah, rest in I peace, so. Solo from Gospel Gangsters. Peace. Yeah, rest in peace. And he is with yes, our Lord and Savior. The Savior that he rapped about, that's where he's at right now, you know? Yes, that's awesome. So That's really good. We'll miss him here on earth, but he is where he will be for eternity. So are we ready to tackle this topic that we have been just boiling in our heads cooking baking <laughs> we've been thinking about we've been studying we've been literally like refreshing our minds on. <laughs> and it was it was all sway's idea he he was the one that just pitched it and then ran because he had to go move and yeah. so john and i have been like ah, what <laughs> He like dropped his it's, bomb and then he's like, "All right, guys." Ran. It's like it's such a good topic, but at, but it it happened at such the best of time of my life. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh Lord! But I'm <laughs> glad. But, but, but for real, for real, I'm really glad that we're able to talk about this topic, regardless, like you know, mm-hmm. because it's it's important and it's needed. Yeah. Yeah. So side note, I like even though I feel like I've read a lot about it, I still feel like there's just more more and more to understand. So do you want to start us off with the question, Sway? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the main topic, right, is is a cumbia, corridos y salsa. Right? Epa. Three, three musical, <laughs> three Latino musical expressions. That we love to dance and sing to, right? So here, here, here's here's the first question: Is there space for Latino musical expressions in corporate worship? Well, before we get to that, I want to I want to clarify real quick. Do you mean yeah. corridos or corritos? Corridos. Corridos, not corritos. Yes. Okay, because I remember we were doing live one time, and somebody put, "What, what happened to corritos?" And I read it real quick, you know, when we're live, we can't, you know, we're, we're just kind of like, and uh, and I said, oh, yeah, yeah, what about corridos? But he's like, no, 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 not corridos, corritos. So th- that's why I wanted to clarify. No, I mean, bandas, like, like the, the, the heavy horns. <laughs> so it's just space for Latino musical expressions in corporate worship. Hmm. What say you, Caro? So you want to hear my opinion? I would say that. Well, look, first of all, one of the things Um, that I've always wondered, one of the things that I've always wondered, okay, where did this contemporary style, like, why does it have to be soft rock? Like, where did this contemporary style of music, how did this even become? I always wondered that, even like as a youngin, like. Mm-hmm. Why did it? Why does it have to be this certain kind of music? Like, why and it's does like it... even with the same chords, it's like three to four chords that are that just kind of sound very similar. And like, can be played with a guitar or a piano. Mm-hmm. We think about like all the worship songs, right? And and they're all they fit in a certain genre, and that's what we consider quote unquote worship. You know, I don't have the answer of how that happened. But yeah. why does it have to be soft rock, soft contemporary, or it doesn't have to be soft? I don't need. I don't know. I don't know rock. I, I'm a hip hop. I, I know hip hop and corridos and and cumbia. So you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like, why does it have to? Why does it have to be on the on the? Why is Christian radio only play these contemporary mm. worship songs that we also sing at church? And they all sound exactly so. They they are soft. They're like you, you'll never hear a soft. hard worship like like song ever because mm-hmm. it, it's not contemporary. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's also not worship. It's worship has to has to be sung one by casting crowns. If it's if it's not casting crowns, it's not worship. Two, 
Mercy Me has to be the the, the, the author of the music. Yeah. Or else it's not worth it. And Hillsong. maybe it gives you a woman. Maybe. Bro, maybe. Hillsong, I think Hillsong took over. Yeah, took over. Straight up. Jesus Culture, Hillsong. Jesus Culture, yeah. Yes, Jesus. that's yeah. another big one. That's that's high worship. <laughs> what do you mean high worship? <laughs> Like that's 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 like overboard. Where that's not it's not contemporary anymore. That's just straight worship music, but so, it's still in the same genre. Yeah. So that that's that's one of the questions we are hoping to answer uh, with yeah. this series. It's a big topic, and we kind of want to do it justice. So we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna start from the beginning. So we're gonna kind of define what worship is, what it entails, and is it just like music or is it more than that? Because most of the time, we when we think about worship, we think about the slow songs at church. Right. We think about that's what worship is, you know, like time of worship. Mm-hmm. The tear jerkers. Let's. So we're gonna dive in worship. I think that 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 oh, I, I think we all we we all agree that Christianity and human and human existence is all about and based on worship, right? Yep. And, and restoring the relationship that that, 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 we, that we were made for. Yeah. I guess I guess we kind of we, we're saying that worship is broader than just the slow songs. I guess we could already count that out. So oftentimes when we think about worship, we think about this certain kind of genre of music. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think and what we're going to start to say is that worship is not just that, but that actually our existence the reason why we were created and Christianity in and of itself, like it all has to do with worship. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think as yeah. human beings, we were created to worship and Christianity kind of like is teaching humans on who and how to worship. Mm. But across board humans once you come into the world, you will worship something. something. And mm-hmm. I guess we can. So to to give back, like to give more more foundation to that idea, we have Romans one eighteen to through twenty five, where it says, "For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all." All ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Dang. Yo. Doesn't that define human existence without God? That's what we would be doing if if we didn't know anything about who God is and, and, and what Jesus has done. That's what we would be doing. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, so in this text, this is dealing with worship right here. The the case that God got against humanity is worship. He goes on to say that people have no excuse. Everybody knows that there is a God. Because this scripture is saying nature in itself makes it plain that there is a God. And the problem is that we as sinful fallen human beings... We are made to worship. So instead of worshiping the true God, we go and worship, bow down to the creation, the creature rather than the creator. We sin and we fall because we got that from Adam as our federal head. Because Adam fall, we fail. But not just that. We also bring in our sin. 
and mm -hmm. and we are without excuse. So that's a powerful text right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's why it's the foundation as to why not the foundation, but just like it gives more of a reason as to why this topic is so important mm. um and why we're having this conversation. Yeah. Um so if if God is lo está cobrando, you know like is charging us these this is what I got against you, right? You worship the creator, the creation rather than the creator. Mm -hmm. Then I guess, then this is what Christianity is all about, right? It, it is, it is, it is saying like, yo, like we, we, we brought Adam, we sinned, but the the reason Christ came is to restore that relationship that we had with the Father. I guess one of the first questions that come to my mind is where do we look for? How do we know how to worship? So if God's just charging us like, yo, I told you in creation that there is a God and you should worship me. Then where did he ever tell us? Or how, how do we come the to Bible. the truth? La Biblia, señores. La Biblia. Mm. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So like, where do we look? We look in, this, in his scriptures. He, he tells us plainly throughout mm -hmm. his scriptures how we should worship him and how we shouldn't worship him which is the way that that that, that romans are. yeah like i think with this question and every other questions as christians we always look back whatever we we think about whatever we believe in how do we find answers well the bible alone so how mm -hmm. did god reveal himself if he didn't he revealed himself number one in nature But there's another way he revealed himself. So everybody knows there's a God, right? Mm -hmm. But then mm -hmm. also he did something. He revealed himself to man. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things he revealed himself to man with is how to worship him. So after we got kicked out of the garden, one of the very first things that we have examples of is how to worship him and worship. It always centers around worship. Yes, all of Exodus is like, well, like I think half, the last half of Exodus. Yeah. So, and, 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 and Leviticus too. And Leviticus, yes. Yeah, like, like, like even before that, like with Adam and Eve, right? Adam and Eve, they sinned. You know, we could we could go on like Bizzle has a dope song. I think that's why it's in my mind. Like uh, Bizzle got the dope song, the gospel. Check that song out if you haven't heard his new album. But he 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 kind of brings it back to day one from the beginning. Why we need the gospel. And one of the things he said was like, "Yo, like God was doing stuff from the beginning." And one of the first things we get is Cain and Abel, right? Cain and Abel. The story of that was all based around worship. So right after the fall, we had this story of Cain and Abel. And, and, you know, we often read that and we're like, I've always, I, I've said that to myself, like, yo, like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why was, why was Abel's offering accepted worship, right? Why was offer, why was Abel's worship accepted and Cain's was not? Have you guys ever thought of that? Yeah, we were talking yeah. about that. And yeah. it's curious in the text. In the text, I mean, we don't have a lot, right? We God is telling us something, but we we got something. So I find it cur curious that in the text, when se le, se le cae la, la continencia, like the countenance on, on Cain, God says something interesting to him. And he says, Cain, yo, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. This is still paraphrasing. But he's like, yo. If you only did what I told you, would I not be pleased? Something like that. I guess we, I guess we could pull it up, but yeah, I, th I think it's verse. You have it pulled up. Yeah, Genesis chapter four. Then the Lord said to Cain, "Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? Uh, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. It's." Yeah, it desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Yo, so so in that little chunk, he said he's implying that he's told them what to do. Mm -hmm. And the the way the reason why he didn't accept his offering is because he didn't do what he was supposed to do. 
That's what the text is implying. We don't get the scene where God told him, look, this is what you do. This is step one, step two. No, but but we do get the, the text where it says, yo, his offering was not accepted because he didn't do what I told him. Mm-hmm. So right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. from the very beginning, God didn't just leave it like throw us in the wolves and say, you know, do what you want. But from the very beginning, le estaba diciendo how to worship, how to worship God. And we see that through, you know, Abel, Noah, Abraham, the Israelites, Isaac, Jacob, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph, everybody. And and what we see is that starting from the very beginning, God has always been explicit on what he wants and how he should be worshipped. So where do we look for in the Bible to know how to worship God? Well, I mean, I said in the sentence, in the Bible. <laughs> in the Bible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, and it's yeah. and it does. I feel like it doesn't even have to be like explicitly like. I mean, it's not. It's just a, It's all throughout because that's what we were created for, and the whole plan of redemption is so we so we go, go are able to go back to that reality mm. once like all of this. I mean, once once all of this is from done, the, you know. Yeah. Um, so from the beginning, he's been drawing and calling people mm-hmm. to himself, to what? Just just because? To worship, no, to worship to him. Worship yeah, and I love what the Westminster Confession says. Um, what is the chief end of man? That's the first question mm-hmm. of that confession, and it says, "A man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever." And that is what we are, that is what all of the Bible is, and that is what our life is. Like, ever since the Lord saved us, it's Him, like, storing that, like, what we were created for. So that worship in us, convict us when we're worshiping something other than Him, and guiding us to worship Him rightly. So not only do we believe that God has revealed Himself through through the creation through you know the, the bible says the heavens declare the glory of god the the plants everything that's created is created point to a god but god has actually done something and is giving us something that we call special revelation so mm-hmm. that's where he specifically comes down and speaks to someone and expresses who he is and how we should worship him mm-hmm. natural revelation is not enough that's what we just learned from Romans, because right. if it was just natural revelation, then our hearts are inclined to worship idols and not the true yes. God. Yeah, and so we will worship the sun, and we will worship mm. corn, and we will worship potatoes. The be- moon, mis, mis ancestros, like my Aztec bloodline, mm-hmm. we worship the, the right. sun, we worship the moon, mm-hmm. we worship mm-hmm. yeah. the most powerful thing, yeah. That we, we worship the things that we that that we worship things that seem like they were outside of ourselves and greater than ourselves with it like this like the sun like the rain things that we couldn't control we you know but but what we didn't know is that there was or, or, or what we suppressed rather was that there was something behind all that that was ruling over it and that is God yes. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but now in his word now we we have to understand that his word isn't just telling us about worshiping God generally his 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 word tells us who this God that we're worshiping is mm. how he is yes. right and how we relate to him and how he relates to us that way we could properly worship him yes yeah and an example of that is the fact that he's a triune God and so when right. we're worshiping God we're worshiping the three persons of the trinity three persons not three gods it's one god in three persons uh, but we three right. persons in one god yeah one god oh yeah so right okay so i think sway i don't know yeah i mean look look we live in a society man where 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 everybody's not everybody, but there's a ton of a ton of religions. And when you look at the Bible, they think the Bible is about a, a God 
that 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 does some things, but it's it's God is the actual God that's in the Bible is bigger than that, and you have to read the Bible to actually know who that is about. So so now what 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 are some what are some what are some things that makes the God of the Bible different from anybody else, right? We 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 can ask that mm. question so that we can kind of pinpoint who this God is that we're worshiping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Right. First so, so off, mm-hmm, go ahead. Sinless. He's holy. He's holy. We're not, we're not. He's holy. He's like, he's a holy God. And, um. And we see that right off the bat, because of the first transgression, he kicked Adam. He kicked Adam out. So that showed mm-hmm. us right there from the very beginning that he wasn't gonna deal with sin. So he was. He was holy. He wasn't gonna have that. He demanded perfect trust, right? Mm. Right, and 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 also there's no there's no God besides Him, right? So so like I'm thinking about Isaiah 45, where he 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 says there 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 is no other God, right? God is with you, and He is the only God. So there's no other gods aside from the one triune God, mm-hmm. and to, to, to say that he is other than is is sinful and not right. Yep. And and one of the things that I've been saying is that he not all the thing I affirm everything you guys said, but also that he's personal. Mm-hmm. That he isn't like the other gods that just leaves, just creates and then just leaves. Mm-hmm. But actually you see from the Bible that from the very beginning he was always personal. And wanted to seek relationship with his creation. This God, like, did what was, he, what he required, he fulfilled himself. Mm-hmm. Where, in, whereas in other religions, it's a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of worship comes from what you can bring to God, and that is, it's an offering, it's a sacrifice. But our God, like, he 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 made the requirement. And he fulfilled that requirement because only he could. And so that is, I mean, that's worship mm. producing in us. I mean, mm, it, say going that. back to the whole worship thing, it's like that, yes. it, it, even in me just sharing this, is like, what the heck? Like, he has this because he demands holiness. He knows that none of us can ever get there. Like, we fall short. Mm-hmm. And so then he fulfills that. He acts. He he acts on our behalf. Mm, that's a good point, right yeah. there. What? Like, yes. I mean that that that's that makes you want to dance and all that. Right. And it reminds and it reminds me, man. It, it, you, you, John, you 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 brought up Bizzle's Bizzle's album earlier. Yeah. And and and, and, the, and, the, and the gospel song. I always I've I've always said this to people, and people look at me like like I was crazy. And but I I wholeheartedly believe it. In, in the garden after Adam and Eve sinned, God gave them garments made from animal skins. He did. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, like God gave that to them. They didn't go out and, 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 and kill a little. God gave that to yes. them. Yes. Well, yeah. well, we see that that they did try to cover their sin up yeah. and cover their nakedness with leaves. Right. But like, right. what does God do, like for them? He, is what you're saying? He kills yes, the animal. He does whatever he needs to do and puts that puts that covering on them. And, and then he uses that as the mode of worship throughout all of redemptive history. Crazy. Mm. Come on, yo. <laughs> so I, you know, one of the things that. I mean, this this whole conversation is bringing up is one of the things we, we can know is that Gato brought it up is that this God is unique because, and you brought it up, Sway, he acts and we respond. So mm-hmm. God does something. So in the beginning, he created, boom, and we, res- we respond. So Adam's response was supposed to be obedience, right? Adam was supposed to obey him fully in mm-hmm. every way. He said, don't eat of this tree. So there you go. We have acting. God acted and we respond. Mm-hmm. And then and then throughout history, Cain and Abel, right? Cain, like 
God is sustaining them still, even when they sin. So he's gracious. So he did not just leave them in their sin, but he made, he, 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 he covenanted with him himself and said, I am still going to be with these people. So then again, he's keeping them and then we respond. So now you have to worship right. me, Cain and Abel. Okay, okay, okay. And then, and then we see Noah, right? Noah's, I'm going to do something for you. So I'm going to act. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to save you and your family. And what happens when he gets off the ark? He says, okay, now you respond. Boom. Mm -hmm. um, the Israelites, you know, Abraham, God gives him a promise and he makes a covenant with himself, an everlasting covenant. And he says, this is what I'm going to do. And what does he do? He, he makes him fall asleep. He makes a covenant with himself. And then right after that, he gives um, Abraham the opportunity to respond. Right. So all throughout scripture, yeah. all throughout scripture, God acts yes. and we respond. Yes. And we respond. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how about the church? Mm, right. Say yeah. That. So then Come that on. brings us, that brings us like to, because we've touched on like old Testament, like what has been going on in the old Testament. And so that brings us to, to the church now. Okay. That's a, that, that's a good question because I could hear that. Okay. Okay. I get it for Christ Cultura. That, you know, God has been doing this, but that was the Old Testament. What about the New Testament? And, and I would like to answer that by saying a couple things before. Number one is that we're talking about one God and the same God. So we believe as Christians, or you should, that the same God in the Old Testament is the same God in the New Testament. Obviously, there's different things, but we have to agree that it's the same God because that's what Jesus says, right? Jesus was telling them, the Pharisees and telling his disciples, like his disciples asked them like, yo, yo, we just want to see the Father. We just want to see the Father. And he says, yo, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So he's talking about the Old Testament God. One of the one of the scriptures that people love to quote with for the inspiration of, of the scriptures is, First Timothy, uh, do you know? 316? Yeah, three sixteen, and what, what does that say? All Scripture is inspired by God, worthy for reproof, for correction, and for teaching, for the man of God to be complete. So we got to think about that. Well, oftentimes we think about, okay, yeah, that's the whole Bible, but in reality, like when God spoke that, they only had the Old Testament. That's something that's that true. that's yeah. something that you don't think about. You think about because we have the whole Bible, yeah. but yeah. when when yeah. when Jesus said that, he was actually talking about the Old Testament because that's all they had. Mm -hmm. Okay, we are one people of God, right? Because todos can todos cantamos esa canción. Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons <laughs> had Father Abraham. Yeah, yeah. And we're saying we are one of them. And so are you. So let us, you know. So there is a connection. I'm there thinking, is. I'm sorry. I'm, see, I'm, I'm having a. I'm thinking of Elephant Man and the reggae version in my head. <laughs> I messed up. So I we are whole Bible Christians. We don't just hold to the the New Testament, but we are whole Bible Christian. I think that's Yes. Yes. Yeah. And to be honest, like, thank you for pointing that out. Second Timothy 3.16, because mm -hmm. looking at it in context, it's true. Like they weren't looking at just from the gospels to, to that, that epistle. They were looking at, yeah. The Old at Testament. Abraham, mm -hmm. Isaac, Jacob. Yep. And Jesus, so that, Jesus, that the first crazy. Bible study he ever did with his apostles when he was raised, re resurrected, it said the Bible says that he sat with his disciples and explained to them from the scriptures, from the Old Testament of, of himself. He expounded mm -hmm. them and taught them, yo, this is me in the Old Testament. So, yes. Yeah. So, John, you mentioned something in our in our pre-recording conversation about the different administrations of the covenant of grace. And so I think that's where that goes hand in hand with how it's yeah. the it's one it's the same god yeah. so i i'm just wondering how we can um 
maybe give the listeners a little bit of an understanding of how the new administration administration of grace in the new in the new testament plays a role into our worship hmm that's that's a good question and that's a very technical question because we're you're using kind of technical language but but broken down what what we mean by the covenant of grace is that God did not leave his people in their sin and in a fallen state. But like we've been saying, mm -hmm. he acted and provided for them. From the beginning, God saves sinners by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. But, you know, historically, it was, it was, it was administered, you know, differently by, by time and place. Like, for example, the, the covenant of grace has been widened from the Old Testament into the New. Because from the beginning, it kind of started with small families. Like, for example, Noah and then Abram. And then it extended like to the nation of Israel as a people. So we as Gentiles were grafted into an already existent people of God. Already existent church. And, and this church includes Jews, right? And people from every tribe. Any, every language and people from all nations. So we see grace even in the Old Testament. God showing grace and grace. And yes, los castigo. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, he did. But underneath everything from Abraham to Moses to the prophets, siempre había gracia y always pointing to and in fulfillment of Jesus, the one to come. So everything that the Old Testament was pointing to, the sacrifices, the lambs, the strictness of, of, of the holiness of God, like he was, that was what we call types and shadows of the one to mm -hmm. come. So that's why in the book yes, of Hebrews, in the book of Romans, we learn that the saints in the Old Testament were saved just like us by mm -hmm. faith alone. And says, faith alone. Paul says, um, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Mm -hmm. So that's, yes. I guess that's kind of how we would break it down. Right. Um, Paul says it like this in, in, um, in Colossians 2, right? Um, talk about people disqualifying other believers because of um, not celebrating or celebrating a, uh, a Sabbath or, or new moon. He says, therefore, let no man pass judgment on you. And questions of food or drink or with regards to a festival or a new moon or Sabbath, these are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Mm. So, so so, Christ is the substance, is, is the object of what all of the Old Testament new moons and festivals and holidays and all of, all of the sacrificial system, all of it pointed to Jesus. Pointed to Jesus. Yes, yes. Amen. So I guess with that being said, is there differences in the Old and New Testament? So that's a, it's so we haven't answered that question. So do we see we see God's strictness of the way he needs to be worshipped in the Old Testament? So do we have examples of that in the New Testament? I would say yes. I'm thinking about Anna Ananias and Sapphira, who who lied when they were going to give to the church. Mm. When, 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 when they set apart a certain amount of money and and um, lied to God, the Bible says lied, lied to God and to, the whole, and, and to the Holy Spirit. So they died. They were stricken down. That's cool. So you, so yeah, you don't play with God, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 and a I very think, good one. That's a good one. And I think I'm thinking of like the epistles, like Paul's letters. I feel like he spent a lot of his letters directing calling the churches out on things that they are mm. on on ways in which they're worshiping God wrong, following either legalistic ways of, of like just adding something to the gospel or following traditions of like previous gods that they would worship or gods that they worship in the culture and their mm, context. Say that. Um, so I think that happens. That's, I don't want to say in all of Paul's letters and in all of the epistles, but I feel like, yeah, it's 
the the root is just that's worship that's... that has gone wrong and paul is calling them out on that and bringing them back to like christ alone christ alone like look to what christ mm, did dang that's such a good point that's such a yeah because that's 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 exactly what he's doing he's he's like correcting everything they're saying like one of the things that popped into my head right now when you were saying that is like in in corinth right corinth would have hella problems like then he had a montón de problemas like for real for real and like one of the things he's saying specifically to worship and corporate worship even more specific than that he was saying yo like you guys are crazy like de repente uno tiene palabra one of them ha one of you guys have a have a word the other one has a psalm the other one has a prophecy the other one's over here speaking in tongues like yo that's not how you do it yes yes and then, and then he goes on in correcting them so he's saying like look you guys are worshiping god in a way and no this is not how you do it this is how you do it mm -hmm. um so i order them i order them in, in, yes. in, in worship and that's something that we have to think about but one more thing i, I think we're running out of time a little bit but one more thing that i want to bring out is okay paul said this right the epistles but I think the perfect example to correcting worship and telling us how to worship is Jesus himself. So if you guys remember one of the one of the big things that Jesus was famous for was pissing off the Pharisees. But not just pissing them off, but correcting them to a right understanding of things. And that reminds me of, of a scripture here in Mark verse 1 through 13. So it says, Now the Pharisees granted to him, uh, gathered with him, and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with their hands, and they were defiled, and they, were, they didn't wash their hands. For the Pharisees and all the Jews did not eat unless their, wa their hands were washed properly. So they got like this whole system already. So they, they got like, yo, like, we're holy people. We can't eat if we don't wash our hands. Mm -hmm. and, and then they saw the disciple eating this. So, so holding to the tradition, so, so he says, they were holding traditions of the elders. And when they came to the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are other traditions that they have served, such as washing of cups, pots, copper vessels, and dining couches. And the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with undefiled hands? And Jesus said to them, Well did I, Isaiah prophesy of you, hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain Jeez. do they worship me. <laughs> Teaching the doctrines of men. You leave the commandments of God and hold to your tradition. And he said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. So right here, we're saying, we, this. Jesus is explicitly talking about like, you guys are worshiping me vainly. And what you guys are doing is what we've been talking about from the beginning. We've, left to ourselves we worship the things that god created us and we go to idols instead of worshiping mm -hmm. the way god wants to be worshiped and jesus yes. here is coming in and saying yo you are voiding la palabra de dios with your man-made traditions mm -hmm. so does god care about yes. worship in the new testament heck yes <laughs> He does. He's and Absolutely. and yes, we need it right now. Like I need to have like to be guided in the way that I worship him when I am standing at church on Sunday. When I am yes. So I need I need instruction myself. I relate to a lot of these people in the New Testament where if I'm not told how to from what it says in scripture I'm going to be thinking of something else, you know? Mm. That's good. Yeah. So one of the things that we didn't get to talk about, but we'll talk about in the next 
one of the interesting things that Jesus says is that we were we we're supposed to worship him in spirit and in truth. And that is a yeah. very dope topic. But that will be, I think we'll pick it up from there next. Part next, two. Part two. So we'll see what Jesus has to say about how to worship him in spirit and truth. And then we'll answer the question that Sway has, which is, what was the question, Sway? The question was, is there a space? Is there space for Latino musical expressions in corporate worship? Mm. Hmm. Dope. So theology for your back pocket we end this we end it always with bite-sized pieces that we learned uh, of our whole conversation so sway you got you got uh theology for your back pocket yeah man for for, for this particular episode is yeah scripture tells us who god is scripture tells us how god expects for us to worship him um, and where we don't um, look to scripture for how to worship God and who God is, we end up worshiping an idol that we make up. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes we make that idol up ourselves and call it worship. Yeah, and it can even be a really good thing. Yeah, sure can. Caro, what say you? Theology for your back pocket. To be honest, I am I am stuck on that verse from Romans um, 1, 18 through 25. I think it's mind-blowing just because I see it in myself. Because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And yeah, I see that in me on a daily basis i would look at a created thing at a create whether it's a thing a person an idea all the time and so it's this call being aware of this calls me to not not flee from it in like in fear of like or, or, or be condemned by it because i'm no longer condemned but it 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 actually gives me it grieves my my heart that I I quickly I quickly wander off from this richness that I have in what Christ did for me, and so yeah. So I think my takeaway personally and for all of you, it, it's just notice, be aware of how and what you turn to outside of Christ, and know that that is why he had to do what he did and know that he did and if you believe that then run to him and turn to him over and over again and so yeah preach dang that was dope that was for me i got nothing to add to that that's it yes and yes 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 Yes. all right y'all leave us lead us out with a song Please leave us a review, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and stay tuned for episode dos. No, part two. Stay tuned for part two of this worship episode. Como dice, como dice Josué, this worship John. Yes, John. Con esa vaina de worship. No, maybe that's so leave us a voicemail to 775-391-0704 we would love to hear your voice and answer questions any concerns any comments any confusion Mm -hmm. please hit us up speak up speak up any rebuke <laughs> keep on following uh, us yeah <laughs> and support Rate us, us. On, on on apple iCat i mean on um, apple podcast listen to us in by any means necessary yes while you're driving yeah. we yes, got that yes. fire coming we're gonna be more we're gonna try to be at least more 
bring out more episodes and more active with that. So we, we've come up with a little better system to produce episodes and to uh, get them out there. So yeah, if you want to support us, you could like, you could share. That's a very important show your friends. And we, we got a Patreon coming soon. So look out for that. But yeah, what? with that, I leave you with another Gospel Gangster song. It's called Mobbing. And it features the big homie, Mr. Solo from Gossip Gangsters, R.I.P. All right, see you guys later.